This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to The Mindful Experiment as each week on Tuesday, 7 a.m. Central Time, we launch live on our private Facebook group, Empowered Living with Dr. Vic. Highly recommend being involved with that. It's a great group of people where we're sharing a bunch of content. I do this live every week where you can interact with me, share comments, questions, things along the lines of what we are talking about via the podcast. In this episode, we are talking, continuing our series on my new book, A Walk in the Dark. And in this book, it's really about, you know, it's been a, a, a about the challenges we face in life and the things that we we see on a day-to-day basis. It's not just the hard times, it's the daily stuff. It's the daily challenges, the daily struggles. And what's the purpose behind it? Why do we hit walls? Why are there obstacles? Why do, you know, bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people and vice versa and all that stuff. It's the darkness of life that we all face and giving you a different perspective and a different shift in view and how you can help see 
the beauty and the design behind it all. So I'm really excited that you're here uh, diving in. Um, the link, you know, if you have not got the book, you get a, you can get the book. It's in the show notes. I'm offering it for free. All I'm having you do is just cover the shipping and handling and we can get that to you. But this week we are talking on chapter five, the fixation of ego. So if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, um, we've been really, th- th- these chapters have been designed about the ego. You know, what really is the ego? What's the difference between the ego leading life versus the heart? What is that on a conscious level versus unconscious and all that awake versus sleep? And this one is actually, it wasn't supposed to be part of the book. It was never designed to be part of the book. That was what's interesting about this chapter. Um, I interviewed somebody on my podcast that was really big about mindset, and he was really big in the fixation versus growth and all these other things. And I remember um, he referred a book. Um, I did his questionnaire, and he referred a book to me. And in his 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 question uh, his mindset thing. And what was interesting was, is I was like, wow, I'm going to read this book. And so I was happened that weekend I was going to St. Louis. So I had eight hours total there and back of driving. And so I listened to this whole book in complete um, context over a weekend. And I was taking mental notes, uh, but you know, audio recording notes while I was driving so I can learn the concept of it. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, there's a huge spiritual aspect to this. I, I think I can pull this in with everything else. And so all of a sudden I'm like, I'm putting this in the book. And so this chapter was never designed to be in the book. And, uh, I was so happy that I came across that book because it really, um, pulled it in from another perspective to really help you grasp life in all aspects. And when it comes to the darkness. So again, as always in every chapter that I always, um, have in all my books, that anytime I read, I will always have a quote that will lead the way to the chapter. And this one says, anyone can train to be a gladiator. What marks you out is having the mindset of a champion. Manu Bennett. Now, I love this quote. I've studied a lot of the great athletes. I've studied a lot of the great entrepreneurs, business individuals, and so much more. And what separates good to great? What separates them from being absolutely um, legendary has nothing to do with skill and talent. It really doesn't. Because... No matter what your, your, your weakness may be, no matter what you have in your life, no matter what you've been dealt, if you have a mindset that you're going to overcome this no matter what, if you have a mindset that you're going to go against all odds and break it, you're going to. No one's going to stop you. And that's the mindset of the greats. The greats have been doing that for eons. It's something that they have, um, you know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. I mean, I can go on and on. Um, but it's one of those things where they see obstacles and they break through them because their mindset's the champion. When you think of someone like, so example, this just happened, Elon Musk, right? He, you know, his critics have been bashing him. His stock was going to drop. He was in a tank. He wasn't going to survive. And then he pulls out quarter reports and his stock goes up 20% in a day. He, he, he made $2 billion in his pocket that day. I mean, who's laughing now? Why did it happen? Did it, was it luck? Was it just something that happened to him? No, it's a mindset. He works at it consistently. He does the work. And I'm very appreciative of being a chiropractor because I've seen this from a health perspective. I've seen it being practicing nine years almost now that I've seen that when um, an individual a patient comes into my office and they're consistent with care and they're committed and they're going to do the work, man, 
the results they get are unbelievable. And they shock me. And I've, I just had a patient shock me just a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, 50% change in her scoliosis in less than three months. And that's with no exercises, no nothing, just straight up tech, you know, working with the brain and so forth. And it was fascinating because it's like, wow. But then I had to look back, right? What did she do? What was different? Why did she have that success? Because I'm always looking to see the success always, success always leaves clues. So I'm looking to see where it is. And it was consistency. It was showing up every single day. You know, when she missed an appointment, she made it up the next week. She didn't miss. And I was like, that's why we're getting those results. And so in this, this chapter, you know, it's all about that mindset and how to change it and look into that way. And so I, I, I talk about how the ego really is a fixed mindset. The ego is really something that is, is thinks it knows it all. That's why you can't watch movies over and over again like you did as a kid a hundred times. That's why um, when you 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 kind of go, I've done that already. I need something else because you kind of get bored with, okay, I know what this outcome is going to be. I know the experience I'm going to have. And that's ego leading your life. It fixes things. It thinks that this is how it is. You're not going to grow. It's not going to change. And that's just what it is. But um, I share in the second chapter of the book, I talk a lot about um, – Humanity and civilization would have not achieved the significant advancements if it, it, it has without ego. And you have to understand that ego plays a huge role. Ego is what allows us, though, as I shared in other chapters, is allows us to see how, where do we do good? Where do we not do good? How do, what, did, what worked? What didn't work? How can we improve to be better? And all that fun stuff. It plays a massive role in everything we do. But if you lead your life by ego, you're going to live a fixed dark gray life where you're not going to see a lot of beauty and light and the joy and the inspiration, the fulfillment and all that stuff that comes with life. You know, and this is the book I was talking about that really I listened to over a weekend. It was Carol, Carol S. Dweck's book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. I highly recommend everybody to read that. I have it in my show notes. You can go ahead and get check it out on Amazon. But, you know, she dives deep in the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. And this was really, really great. If you want to go deeper into this type of stuff I'm sharing, read her book um, because it's she really breaks it down in many different sectors of life. For me, I'm not reiterating her book at all in this chapter. What I did was is I just I saw it. when I read the book, I'm just like, oh my god, that's spiritual versus you know um, the spiritual side of who we really are is where she's trying to say where we should kind of like be in that growth state in all times versus the the fixate where we don't want to get to. And it, it was just like, man, this is so true because you get caught up in the physical realm. You know, you get caught up in the physical aspect of life rather than the spiritual aspect is a growth. Spiritually, soul level, why are we infinite? Why are we eternal? It's because we have this, this, this built-in God when he created us, almighty, prime creator, you know, uh, in, you, um, uh, universal intelligence, uh, whatever you want to source energy, prime source energy, prime director. There's so many names for this, but whatever label works for you. The thing is, is that when we were created, there was something instilled in us that was going to be put into us no matter what. And that is growth. That is change. That is evolving at all times, seeking for more at all single points. That's why humans never stop and settle. For the most part, as a civilization, we don't stop and settle. We're always seeking and evolving for more. And so, but someone who has a fixed mindset, ego says you'll never change, right? The self-limiting belief systems that you may have, the negative self-talk you have, the, the, the programming as a child, all these things, the voices in your head that are negative, this is fixed mindset. This is thinking that you'll never succeed, grow, and evolve past where you are. 
you know, if I failed five times, well, that's what it is. And we kind of talk a lot about that in the book. I share some stories in here, but it's one of those things um, to you. And I, and I share this right here. I say, have you ever, I'm reading right from the book. Have you ever had multiple failures at something and started to believe you were just not good at this? It can show up in any subject or aspect of life. It can be business, learning an instrument, cooking, art, etc. There are so many avenues to where this can relate to. It can be parenting, school, learning, anything, new sports, you name it. If we continue to see failure show up, most people will believe that they are not good at it or won't ever be. This is all based upon the ego dictating, seeing a pattern and stating to you that is not something you're good at, right? I failed at this because I've tried this so many times and this is what it was. You know, if Colonel Sanders said that, we would never have KFC around. Not that I recommend eating it, but it's one of those things that are out there. One of the top franchises last, you know, when I was in business school, uh, it was. Uh, and I know it's on and off, it has been. But it's one of those things where he got a thousand and nine no's. A thousand and nine. Thomas Edison had a 10,000 uh, ways to do something wrong, to create the light bulb wrong, to find out the right way. You know, it, it's again, big safe versus growth. You see the big difference there. Thomas Edison, not somebody small. Even though he stole the patents from Tesla, bought it from him, or however that worked. You can Google all this. But long story short, um, he, he had to figure it out still. And he did. He was relentless. KFC, same thing. And I can go on and on. There are so many people out there. You know, but is it truth that you're gonna you, you're not going to evolve and adapt, right? And so it's this mindset that when we, we become such an intellectual level leading our life through the mind that we have created so many limits to our lives and thinking that, well, this is just what we're good at. And this is what I'm not. What's easy. This is what I do. What's not easy. This is what I'm not going to do. And that's not truly becoming your greatest. Um, I talk about how I do things on a one-on-one -on -one coaching level with clients. Um, you can read about in the book, but you know, I share some stories, um, and I'm not going to mention what I wrote, wrote, said in there because, again, I don't want to take away from the power of the book. Um, but I talk about Walt Disney. I talk about the Beatles. I talk about Oprah. Okay, I'm just skimming through really quick. I talk about Steven Spielberg, Michael Jordan, Bill Gates. And I was like, I can name another 20, 30 other people like Thomas Edison and Colonel Sanders and so much more. But what was it about them that helped them shift? And again, they weren't in a fixed mindset. They were in a growth mindset and a growth mindset sees things as, well, no matter what, I'm going to continue to learn because as long as I keep practicing, I'll make it permanent. Practice doesn't make perfect. That is a lie. You're never going to be perfect at something, but you can make what you do permanent. You can be better. You can improve. You can, you can adapt. You can evolve. You learn the ways how to be better at things. You know, if you're a Chicago Cub fan um, right now, uh, David Ross just did his, uh, he's the new manager for the Cubs, uh, Chicago Cubs is the baseball team, if you don't know, here in Chicago. Um, and it was great to hear him talk. I like David as a person, um, not that I know him personally, um, but I, I, I've, I've seen him evolve from where he was from the Cubs 2015, 2016, won the World Series to now. And But what I love about what he said is that I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow. There's a lot of things I have to learn in his press conference. And he was, because I wanted to extrapolate what he you know, his mind, because he has a cool, interesting mind. I've heard him. I love how he talks about baseball when he watches it. And one of the cool things is, is though, is that he looks at things and he was saying, I'm not a manager. I've never been a man in managerial position. I've been in similar simulations of it, but I've never been there. But the thing is, I know I'll be great and I'm going to bring, a, I'm going to be a winning coach. I know I'm going to be at this level. I just know I have to learn. There's things I'm going to have to adapt. There's going to be things I'm going to do good at. There's things I'm not going to do good at. But the thing is, I know where I'm going to go and I know I'm going to continue to work towards that. 
That's a growth mindset. That's a mindset of continually looking at how am I going to learn? I'm not going to let the challenges break me down. I'm not going to let issues show up in my life that's going to hold me back. I'm not going to let these maybe continual sequences of fallbacks or obstacles or walls or the darkness um, allow me to think that's what it is. And so he's going, He, I just love that perspective because that's growth. You take criticism. You're going to take things, right? Because he, he addressed it right off the bat. He talked about, you know, people in Chicago were saying, Cup fans are like, he's inexperienced. He addressed that. He said that he, he's a yes man. He addressed that. He said X, Y, Z. He addressed that. Um, so it's one of those things where he um, was able to, he addressed it right off the bat. And, and that's what I love because a growth mindset is I'll take criticism. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to strap it. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to move forward even more. And that is a huge thing about growth mindset. So I, I talk a little bit, about, again, going into this, um, a little bit of depth with all the individuals I mentioned here in my book. Um, and I talk about how if they led their life with an ego, if they, they would have been staying in the dark, you would have never seen their true light. And what I mean by true light is the greatness of who you are inside. We all have it. I've heard this so many times in my life. You know, Les Brown says it all the time. You have a greatness within you. And, you know, but... I take it from a spiritual context because it has to have deep substance for me. I go as deep and as wide as possible. How far down the rabbit hole can I go? And it's one of those things where when we talk about your light shining upon this world, it is so needed. And the reason why I say it's needed, and I talked about this in chapter one, is because that 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 magic that comes out. Like, would basketball been transformed without Michael Jordan? No, it never would have done what it did without Michael Jordan, right? It would have excelled and continue moving forward. But Michael Jordan came in. He faced his darkness all the time. He challenged his darkness. He went deep into the darkness every single moment. You miss a game-winning shot. The last thing you want to do is go back and do a flashback of that. The last thing you want to do is go shoot another 100 of those. But Michael Jordan did that. Michael Jordan didn't shy away from the best players in the NBA. He didn't want to be on the best team. I'm not saying the Chicago Bulls were a horrible team. But he didn't want to be on a, a dream team. In a sense, he wanted to be where he was and play against the best. That's facing your darkness because you're not always going to win. I had a, 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 a patient of mine who kept asking me to play racquetball. And I was like, man, I used to play all the time in high school. I was really, really good at one point. Um, I remember I was at Arizona State and I didn't realize this at the time, but they actually have the world or I think it was the world or it had at least the United States, but I'm almost certain it was the international racquetball tournament. And so there was a guy in the court just playing. And I was watching him a little bit older guy, probably about late sixties, early seventies. And I'm like, mm, he looks, I could take him. And so I walked in there and, uh, he's like, you want to play? I'm like, yeah, let's go. I go, can you mind if I get a little warm up game, you know, up to 10 really quick and then we'll get going. Um, little did I know he was a professional. Um, what was interesting though, is I love challenging myself and, um, I got my ass kicked, but I didn't lose by much 15 to 13, uh, 15 to 11. And it was like 15 to 10. And afterwards I talked to him and I'm like, man, you, how do you put a spin? How, like these things I never seen because I never played against a professional. Right. Um, and he, we talked for a little bit and then he's like, I have a series tomorrow. I'm playing in this champ in the tournament. And I was like, Holy cow. Um, now why do I share this with you? Because the patient did the same thing. I haven't played racquetball in a long time. I was like, I'll play you, whatever. I got my ass kicked 15 to, no 15 to nothing or one. Um, but then there was a couple of games where I almost took it and then I lost the other ones. But I enjoyed it and I look forward to the next one. Why? I've learned what my weaknesses are. This is the beauty of darkness, guys. I've learned what my weaknesses are. I learned what I have to work on. 
I know I have to remember like what shots and which things I used to do. I have to practice to get better at that now. And so now the next time I play, I already know in my head where my strengths and weaknesses that I have to work with, where are some of the strengths, where are some of the things I fell back on, and how can I improve to be better? You know, and that's the beauty of the darkness. Michael Jordan did that all the time. And I, I talk a lot about Michael Jordan in this part of the book because it, it's just look what who he became, right? Tiger Woods, look at what um, you think of any greats. And I like sports, but you can think business individuals, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, you know, Colonel Sanders, Henry Ford, uh, Thomas Edison, uh, Nikola Tesla. Unfortunately, he, he ended up being poor when he died. And uh, this is a guy that a lot of his uh, patents, we are what continue our technology for today, this, uh, in this lifetime. But when you look at all the greats of the greats doing amazing things, Warren Buffett and his investing mind, um, you know, Rothschild, Rockefeller, and I can go on and on and on and on. These individuals, they face their darkness often. And the more you can get comfortable with facing your darkness and getting in there, um, the greater your light's going to shine. And then that's when you come out more. And that's that uniqueness that no one else can share. There's, there's something in you that no one else has. And if you can tap into that and get through the wounds and get through the scars and get through the old childhood stuff and the programmings and all that, and if you can break through, it's all there for a reason. You know, no caterpillar just becomes a butterfly, no problem. No diamond just becomes one through coal very easily. There's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure that has to happen. And so... So I talk about leading with your life and source energy. This is the total opposite. And I start breaking things down on the growth mindset. I start telling that uh, one of the quotes I love living by that, it's, I never, I always say this, when you are always sharpening the knives, they'll never have the opportunity to dull, right? And so sharpening knives is a practice of work, consistency, working on your craft. You know, some people say in business or in someone's life, they got lucky. That's bullshit. Nobody gets lucky in life. Um, you know, sometimes I, I'll, I'll talk about some of my success with, with family or friends, and sometimes you'll hear, um, oh, that's lucky for you guys. God bless. And it's like, no, no, God bless. We've been doing the freaking work, man. It's just we you do the work, and then when the opportunity comes, I'm ready for it. You get what I'm saying? Um, you, you know, people in, uh, you know, playoffs and, and in different, you know, sports and stuff like that, um, when it comes to, like Michael Jordan, I'll go back to him again. When he practiced harder in the he, he he worked harder in practice than he did in the game, and the reason why was is because if an opportunity showed up in the game, you want to be a shining, you want to be ready for it, and that's why doing the consistent work and so forth is so critical and having a growth mindset in that. But I, I share in this chapter about you know the whole process of learning how to walk as a child, and this is where growth, this is where you see the beauty of the spirit, because a child, um, based on research, has approximately two thousand falls by the age of two. And most of those are going to be when they're trying to walk from crawling to walking. Now, no child ever gets up and just walks perfectly fine. A child has to get up. They get up, try a little bit. They totter, fall. They hold and help the system. They let go. They fall. And they don't stop. They're relentless. They keep going until they learn how to walk because they're committed. That's a spiritual mindset. That's a, that's a growth mindset. You're going to learn from every step of the way. How did I fall this time? What can I do different? How am I becoming more aware of my body? What am I doing here? And all these different aspects. That is a critical aspect of your life that you can drastically transform and change. Um, but from focusing from that growth mindset, and I love the visual. This is why I put it in the book because everyone can imagine seeing a child trying to walk and fall. But you'll never see a child try to walk and fall, fail, stop, and crawl for the rest of their life. You're like, no, that doesn't happen. That's not part of the involvement. But that's not the same thing for you. You see, that doesn't exist for you as a human either. It was never naturally designed for you to be fixated and shrink away. 
You're designed to evolve and grow and expand. That's how your soul works. If you go against universal laws, you're missing out on life. You're creating more darkness, but you're, you're avoiding, you're running away from it instead of embracing it. And so I talk a lot about this. I get into some neural stuff with it in the book and how the brain develops and all this. But I give you a formula and I'll share this formula in the book um, just to, just to kind of tie in some stuff because some people always ask me and I do a lot of coaching um, and I'm opening up more coaching in my business right now. Um, we have some spots opening up that I'm, I'm very excited about. I'm, I'm always trying to expand and, and, and grow, but I don't want to um, overburden everything I'm doing because I put a lot of commitment and energy into those things. But I, I, one of the things I always tell people, and I say this in health and I say this, this is universal principle um, because we live in a time space continuum. And what that is, is that you, what does success mean? How do you get to success? Right. Doc, how am I going to get healthy? When am I going to get there? What's the, what's the, how do I work to this level? This is a universal principle. This is a universal formula that I use. Uh, it is copyrighted in my book. <laughs> no, but it's one of the things that you do. And it's very simple guys. It's nothing no crazy thing. It just says time plus energy plus consistency equals success, right? When I look at how does someone become successful and whatever that is in your life, it could be in a marriage, it could be financially, it could be um, business, it could be personal, it could be relationships. It, it doesn't matter. It, this works on all levels of your life. If you put the time in, this is what they call in personal development and all that, the sweat equity, the grind, the hustle, all that fun words that they like to use. That's the time, okay? You have to put in the time, right? The energy is doing the, doing the work, the action steps of what you do, right? So there's the time I have to put in. That's my um, commitment. Then it's the work I'm doing. And how often are you doing it? So time, energy, consistency. How much time you put it into it? What's the work you're doing? The energy you bring to the table. So it's not like, and what I mean by energy too, it's not like, Oh, well, I'm, uh, this is what I have to do. I'm checking off the boxes. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here is you being present, being mindful, showing up, ready to go. That's the, the, the energy side. So when you put the time in, then you're being present with that time, being focused. Now you're consistent. It's just a matter of time for success. Now, everybody is different. Everybody's path is different, just like in someone's healing journey. As a chiropractor, I never know, and I talk a little bit about this, and we talked about this in chapter two. Um, I don't know when someone's going to get from point A to point B, you know, when they're going to get to the level they want to get to, when they're starting to achieve their health goals. I have no clue. And if anyone ever says they, oh, doc, you should know that, BS, nobody knows how someone heals, period. Nobody knows that. But I know for a fact that they give me the time. They give me the energy and they're consistent. We'll get to anywhere they want. And that happens in your life too. And I share some stories about this. I get into some chiropractic principles. I get into um, some things that I faced, some stuff that I was going through. And, and again, like I said, this is something that I'm not going to share. This takes away from the power of the book. And I want you to go ahead and read that part because it all plays together. But I'll talk some about the law of consistency. And I talk about... Um, again, bringing in chiropractic a little bit in here because it's a great, again, that's my background. So I can really explain that to the T, but I really bring it in a perspective with holistic versus vitalistic and all that. But that's pretty much where it comes to. And so a fixed mindset led by the ego trying to determine the time part, right? How many times have you said, I think I, I need to be here at this time. I should be here already. 
I should be X here already, right? And it doesn't work that way, um, unfortunately. That's when you're letting your ego kick in. You're not trusting the process. You're not knowing that, hey, as long as I keep doing X, Y, time, consistency, and energy, as long as I keep focusing on that, it will transform and I'll get there, right? It's focusing on the vision and knowing the in-between part is you doing the work. And as long as you show up every single time, you get there. It's just a matter of time. You'll get there. I've never seen someone not get there. And like I said, I talk a lot about some stories and some examples in here to really bring it to the table so that you can really hone in and grasp this message that I'm trying to share here. But, um, but it's just the, one of the things here and the beautiful thing as I share in the end of the, getting to the end of this chapter is, is that there's no level to how much you can expand, grow and evolve. There's no like limit to you. So no matter, as long as you're doing the time, the energy and your, your, the consistency with stuff, you can continue to grow, expand, evolve to the highest level. That's why billionaires continue to try to make billions because they want to expand and evolve. They're challenging themselves. They want to see how much they can take it to, right? There's nothing wrong with that. They're not money hungry, greedy. Some of them are, but for the most part though, you know, their, their, their concept is how much can I continue to grow? How much can I continue to expand? Because you got to understand from a spiritual side, you never stop. There's no such thing as getting comfortable. There's no such thing as settling. We never do that. You know, and I talk about, you know, this, how the soul's eternal and I share some stuff about that. And, and I talk about the different areas of our fixed mindsets versus our growth. Cause there's some areas in your life, you're a growth mindset individual, but there's some areas in your life where you're fixed and it's be unraveling that and understanding where are you with that? And a lot of the times what's going to happen is it's going to come when you are faced in the darkness because you can never know what you have unless you're stressed. You can never know where your weaknesses are unless you're challenged. And darkness is part of that. And, and that's why, again, I'm sharing, I share a bunch of stories in this part. So that's why I'm kind of skipping them because it, it really brings it into full detail. But it's one of those things, you know, and it, it's, um, I'm trying to see where I was leaving. I'm at the end of the book chapter here. And it says, um, when it comes to failing in specific areas of my life, I am very hard on myself. And being hard on yourself is more of a fixed mindset. I didn't know that. That book shocked me when I read that. Because I thought from a sports aspect, and I talk about this in the book here, um, that's how I was in sports. Like I would challenge myself just like Michael Jordan did. Didn't even know I was doing that. Where who's the best? Okay, I want to get to know them. I want to I play against them. I want to see how they play. I want to see what they do that they do better than me. And, and it was all about how can I grow and expand, right? And when I failed, that's okay. Like, I remember in baseball, especially when I was playing semi-pro, um, there were some pitchers, especially when I played in this one league where there were like X minor leaguers and stuff like that on this, in the league. And so there's guys pitching 90, 90 plus miles per hour. I think the fastest fastball I ever saw before that was like 88, 89, which was you know pretty intense, but it was that wasn't too bad. So then I was I'm playing against a pitcher who's 94. He's throwing 94 mile per hour, 93, 94. He, uh, he used to play in the minors. Um, he wasn't playing anymore at the time. And I'm like, okay, never saw this before. I don't even know what the heck to do. Fixed mindset would have been like, oh, you're not going to do that well because X, Y, Z. Growth was like, okay, what can I focus on? And what's the one thing I need to focus on when I get up there? And that's all I'm going to focus on. And I'm going to try to master that first. I'm not going to only see this guy one time. I have a feeling he's going to pitch him for a little bit. And he did. Um, so my first bat, I just made contact, grounded out. I didn't care. It was a fastball. And uh, I hit it opposite field, uh, right to the second baseman. I was like, I'll take it. I made contact. I'm happy with that. Um, so next time came up, I kind of knew how the speed was. I kept timing. I kept practicing the time because, again, I've never seen this before. 
And so when there was off speed pitches, oh, oh. so like I always laugh when uh, you know I'll hear somebody when baseball like watch somebody like whiff at a curveball bad and or something along those lines, and they're like, oh, that dummy, how they swing and miss. And I'm like, have you ever seen a ninety something mile per hour fastball and then have like a seventy something mile per hour curveball? That's two different worlds. Um, so I would look foolish with that, but again, what did I focus on? Fastball. And next time up, got a single, and I was like, heck yeah. You know, just I, I, I had a feeling it was coming. I knew where it was just one of those lucky things. I got ahead of it and got it. But I kept focusing on growth because I kept looking at what can I focus and learn from this? And then the next time he wasn't there. And I took that approach to a lot of great pitchers. And it was amazing how it worked. And I started seeing my life how I did that. Um, and that is one of the things that helped me, you know, be as where I was in those at that time when I played. And so it's always about that. You can always grow and evolve and you got to find where those fixations are because they're there and then how to keep teaching yourself and training yourself to get more into that growth mindset because you can train any way you like. You're going to always be able to do that. It's just one of those things. So um, that is pretty much what I got here. I mean, I'll read the last sentence I have. The more darkness you experience and the more that you let that guide your life, the more life will be drained out of you where it will it is black and white, not the vast enough colors that was meant for all of us to experience. And I'm talking about how when you lead your life from a fixed mindset or an ego. Um, but that's pretty much it guys. This is the chapter. This is my, the book we talked about the fixation versus growth. Um, any questions you have, please email me at drvic at empoweredrally.com. Um, you can get a free copy of the book. Um, it's in the show notes. I will, if you're listening to the Facebook live, I will put that in the comments. Um, but as always, we meet every Tuesday, 7am central standard time. You can come join me at empowered living with Dr. Vic. It's in the show notes. Um, so go ahead and click put a like, say, Hey, I want to be a part of it and uh, be part of this group. I do this specifically live only on my private group. And then plus a little things here and there, we're going to be start launching uh, some little uh, video series and stuff for our group that we're going to be launching in the new year. So jump on now, take advantage of it. Um, as we have a lot of fun with that. I want to thank you guys as always until next time, keep rocking and thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.